0: In today's episode, we dive deep into one of the major advice songs in the history of glam rock and roll. It's a song written
1: by a drummer for drummers, and we get the definition of the term motoring.
0: So sit back and relax, because you'll be alright tonight as we celebrate Sister Christian by Night Ranger. (laughs)
1: Today's song is one of those songs where you know it, but you don't necessarily know the title all the time. Sister Christian by Night Ranger. Or, as most people better know it by, Rin. Such an infectious song.
0: Yeah, it is infectious. And the more you listen to it, the more it gets into your system. So, this song actually came up last February. So, this is like over a year ago, year and a half, year, over a year ago.
1: Yeah. Okay. How did it come up?
0: It came up in the When I See You Smile episode. Oh, well, did we talk and, about it? Yeah, you talked about it. I had no idea what you are talking about. You said, you know, Sister Christian, I think you even say motoring. I'm like, I don't think <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. I couldn't figure it out. And then my sister, the next day after it was posted, immediately sent me a clip to the video okay. saying, you know this song. Yeah. And she said, it's not called motoring, it's called Sister Christian. So, I don't know if we called it, we might have just called it motoring, I don't remember I if think that I was
1: called it. it Sister Christian because I know and love okay, the song. You
0: know okay, uh, so I'm misremembering to try yeah, to justify I'm not, myself? I'm not wrong, you are. Yeah, I probably am. I couldn't remember this song. My sister is like, you know this, motoring, and yeah. then when I heard it, like, oh yeah, And then I realized it was that song in that crazy scene in Boogie Nights. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. So that came up where they were going to the drug dealer's house and he was listening to motoring. Or Sister Christian. Yeah, see, there you go. I'm never going to get this right. And he's listening to it as they're doing the deal and he stops just so he could feel the drum beat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then things go south pretty quickly. A little sideways, yeah. Yeah. We'll talk more about that actually later. I'm sure, yes. Yeah. I have a question for you, Frank. What's that? What part of this song brings you joy? Oh, jeez.
1: Definitely, it's the drum build. The drum build right before the chorus. Yeah. This is a song written by the drummer of the band, and you can tell it because it is very drum-centric, but that build-up right before the chorus, and uh, I'm sure we'll, we'll talk about this even more when we go through our analysis of the song... But it's building, and it's building. It's just like, okay, we are coming to something big. Something important is about to happen, and then they smash into the chorus with motoring. And it just, the build does not
0: disappoint. And I feel my favorite part, and the part that gives me joy, is the motoring. Okay. Where you just keep saying <laughs> motoring. And I kept saying it to you this week. We'd be in conversation, and then i just shout,
1: Oh, anytime there is a, a like a lull in the conversation
0: <laughs> yeah so the people at that pub kept staring over as i kept yelling Motorin. Yeah. <laughs> it's like what did they know so that is what brought me joy in this song and i want to also talk about personal connection sometimes i forget to talk about this yeah. we've already mentioned how this came up last year but on my way to work last week i thought i would start listening to the song just to get used to it and I got stuck in a traffic jam. Now, I live...
1: You live like a, a two-minute drive from your, yeah. uh, from
0: work. Yeah, it, it really literally is. And it took a crazy 12 minutes to get there. <laughs> I was so angry. And I listened to Sister Christian maybe two or three times. And by the time I got into school, I was already dragging my feet. I was late, but I didn't have class anyways. I was pouring myself a coffee and spilling it as I was pouring it. And all I could hear in my head was, motorin in! And then I walked down the hall groggy. But the song was kind of bouncing my step, and I felt like it was it was leveling me out.
1: It was an equalizing thing.
0: Yes. And I ended up bringing it up to every staff member who talked to me. So within the hour, I was in this great mood, and I would end every conversation by looking at the staff member and saying, in, <laughs> That's so perfect. So I'm so glad we're talking about this today. So Night Ranger,
1: I guess there would be... Categorized as hair metal, heavy metal, glam metal, something. Yeah. All of those different sort of uh, little sub genres of metal.
0: Would glam rock or glam metal, would that be Van Halen as well? Would they be within that zone? I think so. Yeah. I mean, it's a specifically an early 80s, late 70s thing, I would think. Like it moves to the 80s, glam is a big deal. But yeah, so Night Ranger
1: is more of a quote unquote heavier band, but they come out with this just. Absolutely ripping power ballad. And this is, again, a great example of what a power ballad is by a band that is uh heavier and more aggressive. And then they just completely do a 180 and throw down something with those nice soft keys. The message isn't about rock and roll. It's about concern and everything. And it just it's just beautiful and the way it flows. It gives you goosebumps, really. Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: What are the names of those members of the band? I remember two names, because there are two that you can't forget, but I don't remember the other. The drummer who
1: wrote the song and sings the song, uh, his name is Kelly Keegi. I think I pronounced that right. The lead singer, his name is Jack Blades, which is just such a great rock and roll name. And I think because Jack Knife was probably just a little bit too on the nose, maybe? Yeah. He'd be a great bounty hunter, too, if he had to go into a <laughs> life of crime absolutely that's fantastic brad gillis who's a guitar backing vocals jeff watson plays synth and alan fitzgerald plays piano on this song
0: right and they're coming out of like a couple of them are coming out of a band called rubicon which was associated with sly and the family stone okay yep and also one of the members was coming out of the band montrose that included sammy hagar at one point oh really yeah. okay so i don't know if that member who came over from montrose was there with sammy hagar but the pedigree yeah alan fitzgerald came from from montrose yeah. okay okay
1: yeah reading the uh wikipedia page
0: right now. and then afterwards i believe jack blades goes off to damn yankees um, is that right yeah yeah that's right yeah but then night ranger ended up coming back together in the 90s yeah so they have their history, I guess, where they started strong. Their first album got a lot of MTV play. hmm Because they were wise enough to make decent videos and MTV wanted to play American rock and roll.
1: Yeah, yeah, and there wasn't a lot of like high quality, well produced videos at the time, obviously. It was just it was just the buggles on repeat. <laughs> Video killed a radio star. First album is called Oh, um, I have that. This is here. a Wikipedia quiz for you, Frank. I know. It's an open book test here, but I'm, I think it might be failing. Yeah, so 82 was their first album, uh, Dawn Patrol. And then followed
0: with... Midnight Madness, which has Motoring, sorry, Sister Christian on there it. There we go, I got it in your <laughs> head. And this is the second single off that album. Yep. So the first single was a rocker. Yeah, You Can Still Rock in America. Oh man, it was right on the nose. MTV's Absolutely. gonna love it. Yeah, and I watched a couple of their videos. I'm like, yep, this fits the sort of time that it's in. Mm-hmm. They got fantastic uh, mullets, yeah, and just this sort of glam hair. They're a little bit more um, working class to me when I see them. They don't seem quite as glammy, not as spandex clad and all that other sort of stuff. Yeah, they weren't Twisted Sister. No, okay, like yeah. <laughs> So, Sister Christian comes out, and it's not written by Jack Blades. Yeah. Kelly Keegi. Yeah. He's singing at least lead vocal and the principal songwriter. Yeah. And he sings from the kit, too. That's right. And he is writing about his sister, yep. whose name is not Christian. His sister's name is Christy. When he was singing it for the band,
1: the band thought he was singing Sister Christian, but he was singing Sister Christy. But they decide to change it anyways.
0: Yeah. And apparently Jack Blade said, listen, you got to put Christian because it just sounds more poetic and you got to go with it. And I was thinking it's a good idea anyways, because if you put your sister's name in the song, she's got to spend the rest of her life with people singing to her that way. Yeah, And the Christian thing will come up later in some uh, comments that I read online where people... Uh,
1: they thought took, it was a Christian song, didn't they?
0: Or, a, or an attack on you know, Christians. But it it does work better to hear Sister Christian, because it makes gives you pause anyways. Yeah. And yeah, from the kit, and he is purposely trying to write around what he's saying, which makes it a little bit confusing. But once you know what he's talking about, it's pretty clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's dive into the song. So, the opening of the song is kind of familiar, right? So, let's just kind of play the opening here and then talk about what we're hearing. Oh, I'm gonna play for you a song. You tell me if this triggers anything for you. Oh yes, yeah. There's
1: yeah. There, there's similarities. That that music box piano. Yeah. i Yeah. Sticks, sailing.
2: Sailing away.
0: That's a great vocal there, Frank. That's the only vocal I can sing on that song. I uh, received, I don't think it was a compliment. <laughs> I was told today at church, like, yeah, whatever you sing, I have no idea what the song is. But I like when you try to sing.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, that was a really backhanded compliment, I think.
0: Yeah. But I'll uh, I'll see. I can't help uh, the music, as our friend Justin Timberlake says, and I can't help singing. So no. I'm sure it'll happen.
1: Exactly. Mortar
0: <laughs> I'm surprised it took that long. Yeah. There was another song that was in Kelly Keegy's head when he wrote this. Okay. And it was Bruce Springsteen's Racing in the Streets. Okay. And he said that song was deep in his head and he thought about the piano. Do you remember that song at all? Vaguely, vaguely. Okay, I'm going to play it just to... Slight bit free here. So that's what was in his head. Do you hear that a little? Yeah, bit? Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe even a little bit more because it doesn't have quite the music box quality of Sticks. But I like that Sticks seems to fit a bit better with Night Ranger. With to Night me. Ranger, because the
1: video, and maybe it's because of the video sort of skews my my thinking on this. But the beginning of Sister Christian, the, the piano—it sounds like something you would hear at a high school graduation. And the, and the video takes place at a high school, and there's actually graduation scenes in it and everything, too. So that directly influences how I think about the opening of the song.
0: And that makes a lot of sense, because it's about his sister, Christy, and his concerns about her. And he talked about the fact that she seemed to be growing up so fast. She was yeah. 10 years younger, mm-hmm. but seemed to be growing up. And I imagine what growing up means is that she's getting involved with guys, and he's trying to give her a heads up. Yeah, and that leads us into First Verse.
1: It's a cautionary tale.
0: So let's see. First Verse says, Sister Christian, oh, the time has come, and you know that you're the only one to say, okay, where are you going? What are you looking for? You know those boys don't want to play no more with you. It's true.
2: Sister Christian, oh, the time has come. Okay Where you go and what you looking for You know those boys don't wanna play no more with you It's true
0: Okay, question for you Frank. All right. What does okay mean? In this context. In that context? I was also going to say, I know you're going to try to explain to me what okay was, and I had to quickly, (laughs) quickly (laughs) focus on what I was trying to say instead of you giving me a literal answer. I think okay is the state symbol for
1: Oklahoma. Yeah, well, what does it mean? So, the line leading into it is, and you know that you're the only one to say okay. Is she the only one... Agreeing to do something, maybe?
0: I was wondering if it's a consent thing. Yeah. And basically agreeing to either go for a ride or get involved with whatever's going on in the streets. Yeah. Motoring. Right. Where are you going? What are you looking for? And then it answers it, right? She's looking for boys. It's kind of interesting because usually I'm used to songs about People looking for girls yeah but he's sort of saying hey what are you doing what are you looking for those boys out there don't want to play no more with you and by play i'm thinking it's because she's now more mature they're no longer playing games like tag
1: yes that's that's my thinking on it too that you know they're growing up they're not playing anymore this is a little more carnal
0: yeah i mean or to quote sir phil collins Maybe they're playing for keeps. Yeah. You know those
1: boys don't want to play no more with you. It's true. So she's motoring, and we'll, we'll talk about what motoring means, but they're not playing. So, yeah, it's, it's a little more
0: adult, grown up. Yeah. And I'm th- wondering about the sort of rhyming structure here, where you have okay, maybe rhymes with play, and then he throws in you and then jumps with true. Yeah. within like i don't know a couple moments later but i think the way that he sings it 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 kind of works it flows a little bit yeah i think so and then it heads into the most important part of the song well
1: yeah again that build up to the
0: chorus where
1: it's just it's basically just the drums just driving and you just something something
0: so big is going to happen and i think we both agreed that because he's a drummer he wrote the song in such a way that he could allow himself to sing and not focus on drumming. So that yeah. opener has no drums, Yeah, there's right? no
1: drums until until the first chorus.
0: So he gives himself enough space to kind of get the first verse out. And now he can try doing two things at the same time.
1: Yeah. So then we get to the chorus. You're motoring. That's tough to say. Yeah. I, I think it's easier to sing. But to, to say it is, you're motoring. That that took a lot of concentration. Actually, that was my fifth take to get that right. <laughs> What's your price for flight and finding Mr. Right?
0: You'll be all right tonight. And he doesn't hold back on rhymes there. No, no, no. <laughs> so, uh... There's a couple things to define. Motoring yes. is a term that comes out of Oregon.
1: Yeah, it's a regional slang term for basically cruising for girls or cruising
0: for guys. That's right. So it's cruising. Also, I'm super proud that both you and I pronounced Oregon correctly, whereas 10 years ago, I would have called it Oregon. Oregon, yeah. And then once you meet someone from the area, you change.
1: Yeah, because before actually reading about the song and knowing what the actual slang term meant... I had no idea what motoring had to do with the song at all, but understanding that it's a regional slang term. It's similar to a Canadian term, wheeling. I was on vacation uh, in Costa Rica, and I was hanging out with a bunch of people, and there was a couple of friends. They were from Detroit or Michigan, close to the border anyways, and the one guy said, his friend always says, you always wheel when you're wearing that shirt. It was all Americans with the the exception of one other Canadian and and myself, and no one knew what that meant. So this guy Josh goes, do you know what wheeling means?" It's just like, "Yeah, of course I do. It's a it's a Canadian thing." And all the Americans were like, "We have no idea." It's like, well, it's like you know, heavy flirting basically, like you're getting numbers, getting like cruising, that kind of a thing. You're you're wheeling, wheeling. Yeah, no, that wouldn't that wouldn't work here so much.
0: No, and then the next line is, "What's your price for flight?" I like it, because she's trying to escape. He has a sense that she's a kid, she's trapped in yeah. her t- small town. She wants bigger, better things, big dreams. What's the flight looking like? Yeah. And, and not,
1: not necessarily a, a physical flight, but like a metaphoric flight.
0: <laughs> Very good. Yeah. I don't think she's planning to get wings and fly. Yeah, no. But um, he mentioned that What's your price for flight? Is basically like what's this going to cost you? Like you're going to have to pay the price for the choices you make. So this is definitely and the... get on that airplane because airplanes ain't free. That's right. Well, imagine he wrote it these days. Yeah, I know, right? This is definitely a big brother giving the heads up, saying, "Hey, yeah. you got to be careful out there." Yeah, right. And you shouldn't trust guys because I know because I'm because I'm one of those guys. <laughs> well, that's it. Underneath it is like, oh, he's a rock and roll drummer. Yeah. Hope you're following your own advice, to quote Ophelia to Laertes from, uh, I believe it was Act 1 of Hamlet.
1: I was going to say, it reminds me of when I moved into university, and one of the guys on my floor in residence came out and says, like, I think I just got the sex talk from my dad. And you're like, what? Just like, he said to me, remember, every choice you make has repercussions, so, I think, I think I just got the sex talk from my dad. That's what I was thinking here.
0: I think it's distilled there. I think that's fair enough to yeah. say, be careful. Yeah. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. Yeah. And I think this is one of those check yourself yeah. songs.
1: Well, I mean, you can, you can talk about your Hamlet, and I'll just talk about my university residence days. I think they're pretty much culturally on the same level. You and Hamlet were
0: similar, except you lived to tell the secret. Wait, did Hamlet die? <sighs> sorry. Um, oh, spoiler. Yeah. Come on. Sorry about that. Well, one of the rules are in Shakespeare, if it's called a tragedy and they have the name of the main character in the tragedy as the title of the play, they're goners.
1: Are you telling me that King Lear wasn't okay?
0: Yeah. Othello's not going to make it. Macbeth Uh-oh. is not going to make it. So there you go. I Sorry to the audience. I didn't mean to spoil all these plays.
1: Motor That's <laughs> It's red. <laughs>
0: So we head up to verse 2, and you better hold on to verse 2 strongly, because this is the end of the verses. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Babe, you know you're growing up so fast, and mama's worrying that you won't last to say, let's play. Sister Christian, there's so much in life. Don't you give it up before your time is due. It's true. It's true. Yeah.
1: have a younger sister but i don't think i could ever refer to my sister older younger whoever it might be as babe
0: i can't even refer to my own wife as babe that's (laughs) such a weird thing to say to me i always thought it was so strange to like use these terms of endearment are weird to me anyways yeah i just don't use it but babe is like to me so degrading you don't like it when i call you pickles Are we going to have this talk now? (laughs) I think we should do this at our next staff meeting. Yeah, okay. Okay, question for you to throw you off. Oh, awesome. What's Let's Play? Is she still referring to her being a kid, back up to the earlier that the boys don't play, want to play no more? What's Let's Play? That you won't last to say Let's Play. Is that means she's no longer a child and and, and Mama's no longer has a little girl who likes to play?
1: That's my thinking. I'm not entirely certain. Okay. it That's, yeah. And Mama's worrying that you won't last to say, let's play.
0: I think it sounds better sung. Yeah. And so I think our reading is correct. I don't think it's going to make it to the Poetry Hall of Fame.
1: No, but there is something to be said about a lyric sung versus a lyric read. There is more power and more poetry to it when it's put to music, I think.
0: I agree. And you need to hear the drums. Yeah. And then there's the lines towards the end, there's so much in life, don't you give it up. And I imagine give it up is, is uh, referring to what we expect him to be talking about.
1: I think he's actually saying there's so much in life, don't give it up on a bad choice. Right. I read it like, there's so much more in life, don't you give it up. So there's a lot to experience in life, don't give it up by making a bad decision and following the path more traveled by. Okay.
0: So you don't think
1: that... Base... Or less traveled by. Depends on depends on which path is the bad
0: path. And you can't tell in that poem anyways. Oh, I know. Robert Frost, who knows what he's saying? He's so cryptic. I think the more we're even talking here, that your friend's dad is actually the drummer from, <laughs> from Sister <laughs> Christian from, from Night Ranger. This is the sex talk he's having with his sister, which yeah. is also super weird. Yeah, super weird. And so when things get super weird, you just gotta hit up to the chorus.
1: Motoring. Yeah.
0: Just hit that chorus. Just hit it up. And that's what we head to. And basically that's that's where the song goes. I mean, there's two versions. There's a the single version, which is four minutes, seventeen seconds, mm-hmm. and the album version, which is five minutes and two seconds. Yeah. I think it's a bit too long for me. The album is it's a long version. Yeah. But that chorus is so good. Oh yeah. I can listen to that
1: chorus for five minutes straight, no problem. It's true.
0: So the second time through the chorus is a little bit different because you have motoring. What's your price for flight? You got him in your sights. You're driving through the night. So this gives a sense that the sister is actually the one going after. Yeah, pursuing. Somebody. Yeah, yeah. So maybe it's not the talk. She's. The, I, I thought the I, boys I bet... were coming after her, but she's also being more um, aggressive. I want. I. I was gonna use the term then. Like, there's got to be a better word than aggressive because it's so loaded. So let's yeah. see where we're gonna get it. It's gonna be more confident. No, wait. Assertive. Forthright. Assertive. Yeah. Forthright. Forthrightly assertive.
1: Yeah, but I, I don't think it's it changes the the brother's concern.
0: Right, because in the end, it's like, you're trying to find Mr. Right, but there's a price. Yeah. And maybe you're not ready. Yet. Yeah,
1: and you're in high school, and you're not going to find Mr. Right in high school, because how many high school relationships end by Thanksgiving, the first year of university? Right.
0: I mean, we're also saying this because no one dated us in high school. Well, and that's this, true, too. This sort of justification <laughs> narrative. So <laughs> I'm waiting. I'm going to wait until I'm 45 to find someone. Yeah. Now, we do have at least... Currently still true. (laughs) We have at least two sets of friends who got married in high school. Yeah. And they're together. They're still together, yeah. But... Are they happy? (laughs) (laughs) We get an um, electric guitar break, yeah, so a bridge, if you yeah, will, and a completely self-indulgent guitar solo. I'm usually a huge fan of instrumental breaks and bridges, but mm-hmm. in this song, I feel like it actually works against it a bit.
1: No, because I want to hear more of that drum. The perfect song for me, yeah, verse, chorus, and everything like that, but spend all of the time
0: building to that chorus. Yeah, and I feel like... This song is missing something. I want more. And it yeah. leaves you wanting more, which yeah. maybe is a good thing. But I feel like in concert, they could just say motoring for about five or ten minutes yeah. before they get to the rest of the song. Yeah. Thank goodness they don't end on it, of course. They end with that killer chorus.
1: Motoring. <laughs> well, it's funny, though, because they end chorus, 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 and then they have that little outro chorus. And with they, the piano again, right? With the piano, and it just sort of tapers off, but you're you're right, you're waiting for more, you're expecting more, because I expect them to just like bust in with one more like big drum build and then motor in, something like that, yeah. but no, they just taper it off and, and it the way they started,
0: so, you know, it's like a, a
1: sine curve or whatever you want to call it.
0: Yeah, it comes back to where we started. Yeah. And it... It's a somber song, yeah. right? So I guess at the end, they're just like, no, this is like still this sort of like graduation scene, as you're saying. Like yeah. you got choices to make, you're looking out into the crowd. Yeah, yeah. And what's it going to be?
1: You can make your own decisions, but there's more to it than what you're just seeing right now. That, And I, I know we're going to talk about this when we talk about the video, but the main character from the video bursts from the front doors of the school and you just kind of see like there's a whole big world out there. And making a decision now can affect how much of that you get
0: to see and at the end you still get those drum beats going yeah so apparently when they're in the studio it was like super late or super early in the morning super late at night early in the morning and the producer's like let's do it again and the drummer who's also the writer kelly keege says i'm not a session drummer i can't handle this doing the same take ten times again and again and he was so frustrated that he just started banging the drums. Oh, okay. And as he banged them, he finally hit his notes and took his drumsticks and chucked them across the room. Oh, really? And then the producer said, come on in here. And he comes in, he listens to it. And he's like, well, I, I, I can't do anymore. He goes, that's all right. I got what I needed. Yeah. So there's this sort of like... Get the anger out of it. Yeah. I don't think I could ever be that producer where you have to push people to the edge. Yeah. But it worked because that drum sound is so great it's
1: iconic in this song oh my
0: goodness and at the end just the boom 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 because that's exactly how it sounded yeah (laughs) we should talk about this music video yeah well it seems to be about a graduating class at an all-girls school
1: yeah, I think that's that's what I'm seeing. Yeah, because there are actually nuns in the video. Yeah, at the, end, the so.
0: end. Yeah, it gets really yeah. odd. Yeah. Plays on the sister Christian thing, I guess. I think so, yeah. Those nuns looked very severe. They looked intense. <laughs> yeah. So there's these kids with their, well, they got the, did they have the grad gowns on At least the grad hats. So they're coming down the stairs in those hats. I don't know what they're called. Uh,
1: Actually I just looked it up. A mortar board. A oh, mortarboard. Yeah. Okay. Which makes sense because this song is Motor <laughs> true. Right. Or mortaring. I don't know.
0: Yeah, wow. I didn't even think about that. Well, because you didn't know what the hats were called. No, I did not at all. So they have their hats on. Maybe the gowns too, I don't remember. It's I think it's black and white. Is it black and white? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, okay. So the main character of the video seems to be interested in maybe the boys outside?
1: Yeah, but there's also some scenes where it's a group of girls and they're all interested in the band because yeah. the band shows up at the school for it, some reason or another.
0: And for some reason the band is playing somewhere in the school Yeah, because uh, the one girl's trying to sneak up on them and the one guy pulls a cord that pulls down a speaker and she's there and she's yeah. embarrassed. Then goes to the bathroom and then it looks like they're all getting changed, but then they come out of the bathroom looking the exact exactly same. Exactly the same, yeah. <laughs> like, did you put like a pin in your hair somewhere? Or? Yeah. So, uh, and then the band is gone and they feel like they've missed out on something. So, I wasn't sure what the whole point of the video was. And at the very end, the girls finally get out of the school away from those evil nuns. Yeah. And then they jump into the car with the band. With the like, band, yeah. Isn't this the exact opposite of what the song was saying? Like, yeah. Like, don't go motoring? yeah. So uh, I was left perplexed. Yeah.
1: But the nuns, like, let's talk about the nuns a little bit, because they don't show up at any part of the video until like the last minute. Mm-hmm. And they're just there for, again, just looking severe. They They had no part whatsoever in the video. It's just to show that, you know, maybe they were at a strict school or
0: something like that. Bit of a cheap shot at the Catholic Church. Yeah. I felt it was inappropriate.
1: I think maybe it was also to gain some legitimacy in putting the girls in the,
0: you know, Catholic schoolgirl outfits. Right. And of course it would, right? Because that's the sort of like picture they're painting, which kind of leads me to a song that's the upside down version of this song. Okay. Okay. Catholic Girls. Can you name me the song I'm thinking of? No. Okay Not at all All right I'm going to give you a line Let's see if you get it Catholic girls start much too late
1: Oh uh, Only the good die uh, young Exactly uh, Billy Joel Yeah So
0: think about that song Think about this song I think they are the polar opposites Yeah Or this is the big brother of Virginia From that song Yeah
2: <laughs> Come out Virginia Don't let me wait The Catholic girls start much too late be
0: the one. Well, so I had me thinking about advice songs. So that yeah. was a, that was like the reverse advice song, which Billy Joel's advice is, "Come on, come yeah. on, babe." Yeah. C- come with me. And then um I'm trying to go through different advice songs that have been popular. My all-time favorite advice song is Gloria.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: By Laura Laura Branigan, which we did that yes. our uh, an episode on. And that is like the ultimate advice song. Yeah. And also kind of like a, hey, you're in trouble sort of song. I
2: think you got to slow down Before you start to flow it I think you're headed for a breakdown So be careful not to show it You really don't remember
1: Hey Jude.
0: Uh, hey Jude. Yeah. yeah. What's the advice in that one? Take to to take
1: a, a sad song and to make it better. That's advice, right? Yeah, that, sure.
0: I guess all songs would be advice. Yeah. <laughs> So those are some advice songs, but I'm curious if our listeners have advice songs that they know of off the top of their head. Because I know our friend Bruce often says, listen, I was thinking of this song, send it in an email. Maybe Bruce will just send us a song that he is thinking of at the top of his head. Or you, dear listener, wherever you are. Wherever you are. Send us advice song. Say, this song should be included. I'm going to try to put this on the Spotify question of the week and try to figure this out. But if not, you can hit us up on our socials or send us an email, which you'll find in the show notes. Would you like to hit up some categories, Frank? Yeah, I think we need to talk. Okay. We have a category we can never escape. Michael Bolton and this song. I think Michael Bolton covering this song. kill it. Yeah, and he's going to kill Motoring, And when I
1: say kill it, I mean in the best possible way. Oh, yeah. I could hear Michael Bolton all over this song.
0: Yeah. And I think once motoring comes in, it's just going to like blow up the oh, world, yeah. right? And he could do a very long version of each of these choruses. But I can see him doing these verses great justice as well.
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely.
0: So, Michael Bolton, what are you waiting for?
1: Yeah. I want to hear your cover of Night Rangers, Sister Christian.
2: Audrey, nice bright,
0: and Hallmark movie? Could this be a Hallmark movie? Yes,
1: oh. it's a cautionary tale. Yeah,
0: it's the big city
1: guy left the small town, but comes back to see his little sister. Oh yeah, just sort of going down a path he doesn't agree with necessarily because he's lived the life. Yes, right. See? And then he comes back and she's like going down that road. But then there's the sort of awkward, nerdy friend of hers who she should end up with. Yeah. But she's off chasing the football players and the ne'er do wells and all the guys that may- would have made fun of me because of my weird clothes in high school and stuff like that. And then she's, you know, exploring all these different options which aren't good for her. But the older brother is the champion for the nerdy guy
0: who may or may not be me. And then she ends up with the nerdy guy. So Molly Ringwald ends up with Ducky. Yes. I had this notion that it could be an after school special, but your Hallmark movie is better than anything I could come up with. Hallmark, reach out to us. We're ready to negotiate a deal.
1: I don't know if you could tell, but I had no idea where that movie was going as I was saying it.
0: Right. That was all off the top of my head. Well, I just had a vision of myself and grade 13, for those listening from anywhere else in the world, grade 13 is a special thing to Ontario that happened from like, uh, I don't know, 50s to the 90s, something, something like that. Something like that, yeah. But I bought these like red plaid pants that were pretty slim fitting. And I I'm remember
1: a, those.
0: I'm a slim guy. And then I had this shimmery, shiny blue shirt and I wore a gold chain and I showed up to school in it. And it's was absolutely ridiculous <laughs> and everyone else is dressed like they're in a maybe a post grunge video in the 90s and i'm dressed like something out of 1978 yeah and like in 1978 they still make fun of you for yeah <laughs> so i don't know i'm here to tell the story so i guess i survived yeah but the, you know thank goodness i have um coverage for counseling yeah <laughs> all right next category would you sing this in karaoke? Absolutely. And would the crowd go nuts about the motoring?
1: Absolutely, because they would all sing along with me.
0: All right, question for you. Who would you rank as the greatest drummer singers of all time?
1: Well, oh, man.
0: I'm throwing this at you here. Why don't I just give you a list well, and there, you kind of rank there's them? There's Phil Collins. Number one. <laughs> Don, number one.
1: That uh, weirdo from
0: the Eagles. <laughs> Don Hanley? Very Henley. good. <laughs> yep, very good. It's on my list as well. Good job. I'm trying to think of other drummer singers. Okay, let me uh see. Uh there's one named David Grohl.
1: Oh, geez, yeah. Okay. But he never sang from the kit.
0: Yeah, he didn't sing from the kit. I feel that Phil Collins does sing from the kit, and so does, so does Don, Don Henley. Henley. Yeah. yeah. Now Mickey. Oh, yeah. From yeah. The monkeys, did sing from the kit, but he also didn't know how to play drums. <laughs> but he learned to play drums, and then they toured. So, it's kind yeah. of this postmodern yeah. thing. Yeah, it's chicken and an egg kind of a thing. One more. All right. Possibly, maybe the greatest outside of Phil Collins, Karen Carpenter.
1: Oh, yeah. She could drum. Yeah, that's right.
0: I forgot about that. There's also this guy named Levon Helm. I don't know if you heard about him. He's in a band called The Band. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He played drums, too. It's a really original
1: name for a band.
0: <laughs> yeah. what's the your band? band called The Band. N- yeah, yeah, we know. What's it called? Uh, the Band? Yes, no. Fun fact, our original title for Bill and Frank's Guild Free Pleasures was called The Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mixtape. All right, you go first. I struggled with this, but I have decided to go with Songs for Sisters. Okay. Okay. And so... As I bring this up, I have The River by Bruce Springsteen, which was written for his sister who uh, did go motoring and ended up having to get married. And he's saying about how he felt it was depressing or something. Oh, okay. Felt like, come on, Bruce, just give her some money. Yeah. (laughs) I think he did. And just a side note, Sister Christy is doing just fine. Yeah, I read that too. Living in the same little town in Oregon, very happy. Yep. So if you're listening, Sister Christy, thumbs up from us. I also have White Wedding by Billy Idol. Oh, okay. Similarly, written for his sister who had to get married and uh, his criticism of it. Then I have My Sister by the Juliana Hatfield Three. She actually didn't have a sister, but oh, she made it up.
1: That's a great song. I love that yeah. song.
0: And then I had to pick between three little sister songs, but I chose Elvis Presley's Little Sister. Super creepy where he calls the girl little sister, but he's actually interested in her. So, actually a step worse than Kissing Cousins.
1: Kissing Cousins, was, uh, I was going to get a mention on my mixtape, but not make it on the mixtape. Yeah, okay. Your turn. All right, so similar to yours is songs about family members, immediate family members. Okay. So, and apologies to our good friend Gabe, Mother by Danzig did not make it onto this mixtape.
0: Thank you. I apologize. From Bill.
1: All right. So we're going to start with He Ain't Heavy, He's My Brother by The Hollies. Mm-hmm. The Blower's Daughter, Damien Rice. That's a great song. Such a good song. Grandma's Hands, Bill Withers. What
0: is that? You don't know that song? No. You don't
1: know Grandma's Hands?
0: The, is it like the Red Shoes?
1: No, it's... Or... Um, um They use the sample for Blackstreet No Diggity.
0: Oh really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that gave you me need a to lot. listen to that yeah. song. Okay.
1: You don't know Grandma's Hands?
0: Okay, listen. I, I probably know it. All right, stop. Give me give me a break, man. <laughs> oh, I have it as a heart on my Spotify. <laughs> Clearly, I know this song. <laughs>
2: In church on Sunday morning. All right.
0: You know what, Frank? No diggity, no doubt. That's a great song. Yeah.
1: Okay. I'd be remiss not to bring up Brother by Toad the Wet Sprocket. Of course you would. Then two more. Two big ones. A song for Mama,
0: Boys to Men. Oh, I hate that song so Mama, much.
1: Mama. Mama, you know I love you. Love that song. And then. I didn't really know this song very well until I was researching. Fathers and Daughters by Sir Michael Bolton. Oh,
2: wow. Like on the water, Fathers and Daughters, never say goodnight. One more
0: thing I wanted to bring up. I'm thinking this is a semi-regular category. Best comments that I found on the internet. Oh, okay, yeah. So let me bring up the um, comments from Song Facts today. It didn't oh, go through YouTube. <laughs> Did you read through any of them? I've read through a number of them, yes. I'll start with one that was just totally bizarre to me. Now that I have Googled this song's lyrics, I love it even more. I have three sisters. Thanks for listening and bless you all in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen and amen. Yeah, it's like, Uh, that's
1: the first comment that comes up.
0: Yeah, so that was Arnold from Bigfoot, Texas. Now, I don't know if that actually exists, Bigfoot, Texas. Sounds like it actually could. But Arnold, I don't think this is a Christian song, despite most Christian acts that we listen to maybe in the early 90s, still trying to sound like Night Ranger. Yeah. (laughs) And there's another one. This comment seemed to make the most sense to me. This is Jeff from New Jersey. There are many born-again Christians at my high school. This song became a popular anthem for the non-Christians. <laughs> so I guess it kept yelling Sister Christian and all the other kids. Oh, okay. Eric from Bend, Oregon said, Until recently, I would thought this was a religious song due to the title, and I misheard the lyric, You've got him in your sights, as and God gave you your sight. So, wow, a lot of people thought it was Christian.
1: Well, I think, you know, the, the title of the song... You know, if they use the title that everyone knows it by, as Motorin', mm-hmm. I think it would dispel that. But yeah, you put Sister Christian in and you throw nuns into your video, I think people are going to get a little bit confused.
2: But you're motoring.
0: We hope you enjoyed our episode on Night Ranger's Sister Christian.
1: And we hope that if you have one takeaway from this episode,
0: it's that you should be motoring! Thanks for listening to Bill and Frank's Guilt-Free Pleasures. You'll be all right tonight.